Bellissimo Files, home to the world's biggest stars. Get your hands up! Live on your radio. And you can check us out on your socials. <laughs> your favorite person, Serena. Serena! <laughs> The Bellissimo Files on Spin. And now your host, yeah. Serena Bellissimo. Hey, how's it going? Yes, it's Serena here for the next couple of hours. And I am so giddy because the sun is out and it's starting to feel like summer out there. And I am so excited as well because there's a fabulous Bellissimo Files on the way. The cast of Stranger Things Season 4 kicked off on Netflix yesterday. While some of the cast are going to be talking to us about um, Stranger Things and why it actually feels like they're going to Hogwarts when they're returning. To set. Maisie Williams and Thomas Brody, Brody Sangster are going to be talking about their new Disney Plus series, Pistols, and talking about why there were many walks of shame had while they were filming that. We'll also be catching up with Miles Teller. He gets so excited about Top Gun Maverick, and he should. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely go check that out. Dee will be in a little bit later on telling us why everyone should see it on the big screen. And up next on the Bellissimo Files, I'll introduce you to our one to watch, Travi the Native. The Files. One to watch. This week's One to Watch describes himself as an old pop dreamer in his Instagram bio. His debut EP, God Only Calls the House Phone, was critically acclaimed. And this week he released his new single, I Should Be Sleeping. It's Travi the Native. Travi, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. I have to start with the name. I know that's a boring question, yeah, but it's such an interesting name. Tell me about it. So, well, my, my actual name is Travis. I originally, my previous band was called Travis is a Tourist. And um, I took a bit, like, genuinely, and that was when I was younger. And uh, I took a bit of time off. And I, like, I was traveling, I was touring with that band. And then, do you know what? I took time off music and I moved in with my parents. And I moved back to Belfast. And I kind of found myself where I began. Then I started using that as a bit of a theme to start writing my music and figuring myself out. And Travis the Native uh, was born. What did you find out about yourself when you t- took the time off from music? To be perfectly honest, like, I had kind of just fallen out of love with music because I've been doing it since a young age and I don't know, I, I thought the world owed me something, to be perfectly honest, and I started to become quite cynical. My mental health started to decline and all of this sort of stuff just right in front of me, you know? So when I took time off, I learned a lot about that. I learned a lot about looking after myself, self-care, and um, to be honest, trusting my own opinions and self-belief I think you know there was a there was a long time when I was younger where I think I was just trying to please everybody or, or taking too many opinions on and then my opinion got lost you know and that's one thing with traveling native we have a very small team around it you know and I kind of keep my own opinion at the at the very top of it really and work with people who you know are malleable in that way um, and I trust them but as soon as I get too many opinions then Starts to starts to skew mine, you know. That's actually a really important point you make because it's really important to be able to take criticism and suggestions. Yeah. But it's also very important to trust your instincts, or else you are going to burn out in this game, aren't you? Absolutely. I think that was one thing. Just getting a bit older as well, because I'm one of those people who wants to do everything and like new ideas, and I just get really excited by it. But um, as soon as you get too many opinions, or you even take on some of that criticism, it just chips away at you, you know, and you start doubting yourself a lot of the time which is a killer in this game self-doubt you know it's also rife (laughs) it's always there you know it really is but you've you've used your past experiences and you're bringing it into your music tell me about I Should Be Sleeping so 
I should be sleeping. You know, it's single I'm actually really excited about. It's I, I released a lot during the pandemic and an EP and all that. And then I've been live, going live recently, so I haven't been releasing as much. And this single, I wrote it a couple of years ago. Me and my now fiancé, we were doing long distance for the best part of five years. I was playing covers in and around the bars all around Belfast, you know. And we kind of just had this thing where we were both, she was almost jealous of the people that were in the bar because they, they were getting to hang out with me and listen to me sing while she was over in France. And I was kind of, you know, jealous watching them because I'm out working and singing to all these strangers. And so I should be sleeping thing was when we had time was usually in the evening. Do you know we had time when we both should be sleeping? That's kind of when we would do our like long distance calls or anything like that. And yeah, that song was just born one night, just picking up a guitar with that with that in mind, you know? And it sat around, it kind of just sat on my phone for a couple of years. And then I took it to Danny Ball, my producer, and we tried a few things. I really kind of wanted to do something different. And I think we did, um, but I'm really, really excited for everybody to hear. How do you feel about getting to perform that live? Because you're coming to Dublin on the 1st of October. Finally, this is a rescheduled gig. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait, you know? Um, um, I can't wait to play it live. I've actually I've played it the last couple of gigs, and you know it's 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 nice. People are starting to like know the words of all the songs that are right, and that's the one that the people are like, oh, I can't wait till you release that. You know, um, we've we've done a music video for it with um, an amazing videographer guy called Jamie Niche. So I'm excited for people to see that. Your um, Instagram bio it says alt pop dreamer. What are you yeah. dreaming of? <laughs> At the minute, I'm looking out my window and it's raining in Belfast, so I'm dreaming of a sunny weather, summer. I think that kind of just comes from always slightly keeping a part of my head in the clouds, you know? But what is the big music dream for you? Do you know, it, like, it changes all the time. I, I genuinely, I try not to look too far ahead because I like, like, achievable goals or, you know, or achievable dreams. I can kind of work towards them, but I think a lot more of this, a lot more progression. Do you know, release more tracks, build the fan base, do bigger, better shows. I, I would dream to work with a lot of my idols, I suppose, you know, or write for them or, yeah, just just more of this, bigger and better, you well, know. Well, I look forward to seeing that happening for you. If people want to follow um, what, what you're up to, give us your social handles. Yeah, I am Travi the Native, um, pretty much everywhere. Well, Travi, good luck with all of that and thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Before I let you go, will you introduce your track for us? Yes, I will indeed. I'm Travi the Native and this is my newest single, I Should Be Sleeping on the Bellissimo Files. This is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin. Yesterday, Stranger Things fans were so excited because the day they've been counting down to for a while actually happened. Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1 landed on Netflix. This has been described as the scariest and most emotional one yet. I got to catch up with some of the cast. Finn Wolfhard, who plays Mike, and Charlie Heaton, who plays Jonathan. They're back, but they're also joined by a newcomer, Argyle, who's played by Eduardo Franco. Let's find out why they've described strange things a bit like Hogwarts. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, Hi. how are you? Hello. I'm good. Um, Finn, I was on your Instagram and you had up a poster of Stranger Things Season 4 and the caption was best spring break dot, 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 right? Now, I know you're being sarcastic because of what's to come in Season 4, but is that how it feels to you when you get to go back onto set? Is it like being on spring break with some work mm-hmm. thrown in? 
I think in a lot of ways it kind of is. Yeah. I mean, well, it's more, it's like kind of almost the opposite. It's like going back to like a really fun school. It's like, uh, or going to like summer camp, you know, it's like, uh, going to Hogwarts. Going to Hogwarts. Exactly. <laughs> no, it is. It kind of is like going to Hogwarts. You're seeing all your friends again and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Fighting villains together. And yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very different type of Hogwarts, though, because it is Stranger Things. And in this season, the buyers have moved out of Hawkins. They've gone to California. How are things changing for them? And what was it like for you not being in Hawkins? Yeah, we should, we did. Uh, yeah, so at the end of last season, obviously, you know, rightly so, Joyce you know, wants to get the safe and out of Hawkins. And uh I think what that does is it, you know, it, it makes all the characters, you know, they're having to deal with this change from, from, you know, from Will, uh, Eleven, myself. We're all trying to trying to settle in this this new life, and I think we're all kind of struggling in a way, you know, all, all individually. You know, Jonathan's struggling with his relationship. He made a promise that they were going to be together, and the reality of that is you know, much harder than maybe they expected and Will's missing his friends and like, you know, uh, and Eleven's trying to fit into this new school. So there's all these, you know, you straight away from the beginning of the season that they're already trying to get through this period. And uh, and then, yeah, to film, you know, I, I yeah, I guess I filmed with like Nancy slowly, uh, you know, and Natalia for like four seasons. So it's uh, three Separation. seasons. Separation. So it was, it was uh, but it was nice. I got, I got a new friend. I got to like, kind of like take the shackles off Jonathan a bit and have a bit of fun with him. Yeah. Um, you went to the gym a lot in, like, I feel like you like ran a lot. I just always remember being like, hey, Charlie, you want to hang out? And he was like, always on the treadmill for some reason, because you just had to, because it was like, I feel like at that, we were like kind of in the, we were shooting kind of in the middle of nowhere and the only people that were around were each other. So all we would do was hang out, we'd play video games mm -hmm. and um, it was an incredibly fun time, but also a very different thing because usually we're all together in Atlanta and now we're kind of like fish out of water in this place. And so we're all just trying to find things. I think it made us hang out. We hung out a lot more. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm glad. With Millie and no, uh, no, Yeah. Then you usually, you know, because we're all settled in Atlanta, we come in and we see each other on set. But this, this it kind of forces out of our yeah. Mm. So Eduardo, was it what was it like for you? Because you were almost having the buyer's experience, but in real life, because you were the newbie on set. What was that like for you coming into such a well-established cast? It was very much like at first I was obviously like going into the thing. I was like uh, I was a little nervous, you know. I didn't. I obviously wanted do everything I can to, to not, you know, not intrude because they've obviously had so much history together. They've built this family working on this, this show, uh, cast and crew. They all, they're all so tight. They all know each other. And, uh, I was welcomed with big open arms. Everybody's been so warm and, and, and helpful and like, and nice and like just open for playing and stuff. And like, uh, yeah, they were, it's a dream and it's a pleasure and, and an honor to be a part of it. I need to wrap, but thank you so much for spending time with us. And here's the Stranger Things season four and season five. Thank you so yeah. much. Stranger Things season four, part one is available on Netflix now. If you want to watch that interview back, it is up on, as a video on our website now, spin1038.com. And if you're a major Stranger Things fan, you're going to want to stick around next week because next week we also have their co-stars, Sadie Sink, Caleb McLaughlin, Gaydon Matarazzo and Priya Ferguson on to talk about why they think this is the best 
Stranger Things yet. Um, but that's next week. Let's go! What to watch. What to watch. Joining me on the line now is our very own Deidre Malumbi, who has watched Top Gun Maverick. And that's what it's all about today, isn't it, Dee? It is all about Top Gun Maverick. Yes, we are dedicating this segment solely to talking about this movie because there is that much to talk about. Well, Dee, it was really funny because we both went before we came on, we went, oh, we haven't picked an alternative. And then we just went, who are we kidding? This weekend (laughs) is all about Top Gun. Like, it is, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, this is the perfect sequel to that 80s classic. And I think even if you haven't seen the original, you're going to go to this and have just such a great time. This movie is so, so much fun. Okay, before we tell everyone, you already know, we're going to gush, okay? So before (laughs) we gush and tell you why we're gushing, tell me what's happening in this. So Tom Cruise is back in perhaps one of his most iconic roles as Pete Mitchell, a.k.a. Maverick. He is one of the Navy's top aviators and he is still a total loose cannon. Um, In this particular film, he is assigned to train um, a number of new recruits on this very special mission. And among those recruits is Goose's son, who was Goose being his friend who passed away. And his son goes by the alias of Rooster and is played by Miles Teller. Um, So now Maverick has to ask himself, will he be able to let go of the past and let these new recruits truly soar. I don't know, but let's take a clip here of um, Maverick talking to John, John Ham, talking to Cyclone in Top Gun Maverick. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell, let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, a.k.a. Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage expectations. A clip there from Top Gun Maverick. Even listening to that, I'm getting chills. He was talking about managing expectations. Mm-hmm. Nobody has been doing that. Everybody has been getting excited about this, including John Hamm, who we heard in that clip. I caught up with him on last week's Blissimo Files. If you missed that, you can catch it on the um, on our website or we have a podcast available as well. But, okay, we're not managing any expectations here, D, are we? Because we're going in full throttle. Oh, like what I yep. did there by accident. <laughs> This, this segment is just going to be all fun. Yeah. We're, we'll be flying away with all of them. <laughs> well, Dee, I, I need to start off by saying I was a bit nervous about this going in, going, why? This is something that happened 36 years ago. Why are we bothering to go back? But mm, it was yeah, good. absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, the thing about the original Top Gun is watching it like now, you know, it is so ridiculous. It's so 80s and over the top. And there are definitely some like homoerotic undertones to it, which I, which I was kind of like, hmm, wondering if they would drop or not uh, for this movie. Let, let's just say there, there is a bit of kind of, you know, bromance in this, uh, but probably not as much as the original Top Gun. Although yeah. I was delighted to see Iceman make a, a comeback. But yeah, I mean, there is so much expectation around this movie. It's been like, what, like 30 to 40 years since we saw the original but this one yeah it absolutely met all my expectations and it's so funny because it's been so delayed and um, I was reading up on this apparently part of the reason for the delay was 
not just the pandemic, but also because they wanted to get the um, aerial footage so authentic. So they shot like hours upon hours of additional footage. And you know what? The final result is absolutely incredible looking. Like it is so action packed. Those aerial scenes are just absolutely thrilling. And the other thing about it is that I often find that sometimes those things can get almost a bit like lost and you can't really comprehend like what's going on or who's where. But actually it was so perfectly edited and put together. I was really, really impressed by it. Like one of the first things I have to say about this movie is if you're checking it out, watch it on the biggest screen that you can find because it is incredible to look at. And that is one of the reasons, I know you said there was the additional footage as well, but one of the reasons why they held off as long as they did was, you know, a lot of people were going, just send it straight to the streaming services. And I would have been one of those people, but I get it. I think Top Gun is going to make people realise that there's just some films that as great as as it has been to sit back and watch stuff from the comfort of our couch, some films you need to see in the cinema. And this is one of them. Oh, absolutely. And it's also the type of movie that you really shouldn't be able to pause. Like, you have yeah, to yeah. keep it going, keep it going and keep, like, all immersed in the action. Uh, yeah, I have to also, like, absolutely praise um, the cast for this. I'm I'm very jealous, actually, Serena, that you got to meet some of them. But you've got uh, John Hammond there. It's fantastic. Jennifer Connelly, Miles Teller. I'm a big fan of Glenn Powell as well, and I thought that he was excellent. Yeah. And they're also well cast. And obviously, you've got um, Tom Cruise in there, who's kind of leading, um, leading the forces and everything. And he's kind of just perfectly on form again. I just find this so fun and thrilling. And it was establishing all these new characters, but also very much true to the original as well, which I think is going to be something that's, um, you know, really important for fans and everything. The only thing I will say about it is the third act of the movie. So one of the things I really liked about it was when it was going into kind of the nitty gritty stuff of their actual um, operation. I thought there was an incredible amount of detail. It was so precise and I found like I was learning so much. The third act, I was like, I don't know if Tom Cruise realizes that he's no longer in the Top Gun movie, but he's now in a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Yeah, but it just kind of changed genre. But you know what? It kind of works with like the silliness and the popcorn entertainment aspect of it as well. So I will give it that. You know? Yeah, I I will say um, it is a massive blockbuster film. This is what you expect mm-hmm. from blockbusters. It's cheesy. It's corny. It's everything you expect of Top Gun. I loved it, but I have to say, the very end, I felt like there were two scenes which I'm not going to spoil. But it just mm-hmm. feels like they were just stuck on to go. Oh, I didn't know where to put this. Stuck this on. But listen. If you're a fan, if you're not, go see it at the cinema. It's just so much fun. What are you going to give it out of 5D? I'm going to give it four out of five stars. And yeah, I completely agree with you, Serena. Even if you're not familiar with Top Gun, this is just like popcorn entertainment at its purest. This is why we have the cinema screens. Exactly. And look, we could go on and on and on, but we don't have time. So listening to We Love Movies, if you want more Top Gun Maverick um, discussion and chats and facts and just fun, listen to We Love Movies with Gordon Hayden tomorrow morning from 8 o'clock where you will get more of that. Dee, next week you'll be back and we'll be talking other things besides Top Guns. Yeah. Yep, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks, T. Um, and talking Top Gun, I promise one more mention is going to be made during the show because we will be catching up with one of the stars of Top Gun, Miles Teller, a little later on the show. The Bellissimo Files. Favourite thing. Coming to the Borgosh Energy Theatre on the 7th to the 18th of June is Waitress. Waitress is a musical about Jenna, who, funnily enough, is a waitress and an expert pie maker. She dreams of happiness in her life, 
and then as soon as a hot new do- a doctor arrives into town, her life becomes a little bit complicated, but with the support of her workmates Becky and Dawn, Jenna overcomes those challenges and she finds that laughter, love and friendship can provide the perfect recipe for happiness. This is a musical that I cannot wait to watch. One of the stars of the musical is Evelyn Hoskins. She plays that friend, um, Dawn. I caught up with her to find out more about the musical and about some of her favourite things. Evelyn, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. How does it feel to be touring this show and bringing it to Dublin? Oh, it's honestly a dream come true. Um, I was doing the show in London before the pandemic and we closed prematurely because of the pandemic. So it's really nice to be not only doing the show again, but taking it out on the road. And it will be my first time in Dublin. So I'm really excited about that. What do you love most about this show? Um, Just the heart of it and how important the female friendships are. Um, I feel like we talk a lot about romantic relationships and family relationships in our lives and actually some of the most important ones are those we have with our our friends and um, I just love how much the show celebrates that. Yeah, and how does it feel, Dawn, the character you play, gets a lot of the laughs. How does it feel when you deliver those lines and they land and you have the whole audience laughing with you? Oh, it's an honour and it means I'm hopefully doing my job right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's just great. I love Dawn as a character. She's kind of like the, the quirky friend and normally those roles don't no- normally get a traditional story arc, but I, I get to have a love storyline and that's so that's really nice for me to play well this is a musical that i have been dying to see so i cannot wait for the 7th to the 18th of june that's when it's playing at the board gosh energy theater you're coming to entertain us then but in the meantime will you share some of your favorite things with us absolutely what tv show are you obsessing over right now um so i'm actually re-watching a show called weeds um oh yes seen that- it? it's um mary louise parker that's it. yes yeah um, I, I first saw it like 10 years ago and um, then and Genji Cohen, who wrote it, then wrote Orange is the New Black, which yeah. I also was obsessed with. Um, and then I just saw that Weeds was on 4OD, um, so I restarted it. So that's been really, really fun. Like being on tour and having a TV show to like come home to is like one of the only sort of co- consistent things sometimes. So it's really nice to have. That's a really good point. doesn't matter where you are in the mm, world exactly do you have a favorite film oh I, this that's such a hard question you must get people <laughs> say all the time like oh yeah um <laughs> I, if i had to like narrow it down to like a few i would say Thelma and louise yes and that female friendship uh bridesmaids again like strong female comedy and edward scissorhands oh i love those and from a whole heap of different eras as well yeah yeah favorite book do you know, I'm not a massive reader. I'm quite dyslexic, so I I don't really find reading massively enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but I do love an audiobook, and I listened to a book called Sunset by Jessie Cave last summer. Yeah. Um, and I and I fell in love with it. It was again like about a sister relationship. Um, clearly, there's a theme. There's a theme. <laughs> I was going to say there's a theme. Evelyn, if you're okay to talk about your dyslexia. How did you let that not get in your way of a job that has you doing so much reading? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, plays, I, it's weird because the way plays are formatted on a page, it makes it easier to read. Okay. It's not, it's not as like, you know, what am I trying to say? It's not as intimidating. 
So when I'm learning a script, I will put it into, um, I've got an app called Line Learner, which mm -hmm. is in, you record your lines and then you record your cue lines. And rather than reading reading it over and over again, I'll listen to it over and over again. Yeah. And that's how I, how I learn my lines. It's a great tip. What song should everyone have on their pumped up playlist? So if I want to get like pumped up before a show, I would probably put on Church by Sam Henshaw. Or, uh, uh, or Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder, definitely. Do you have a favourite album? That's another really hard one. <laughs> um, if I literally had to choose one album to listen to on repeat, it would be by my friend Eloise. Um, she has an EP out on, on Spotify at the moment called Somewhere In Between and she's releasing some new stuff soon, which I've been lucky enough to hear a peak of and it's amazing. Um, but again, she's like a new, young female singer-songwriter. Yeah, she's just awesome. What podcast are you listening to right now? Podcast, I would, again, Jessie Cave, who wrote the book that I was talking about, she has a podcast with her sister, Bibi, yeah. um, that they started in lockdown. It's called We Can't Talk About That Right Now. I started it, they started the podcast in lockdown, and it really helped me through that time, like, because I just put it on and it felt like I was just sat, like, with my two friends, like, chatting about girl stuff and life and their actors as well. So, but yeah, and I've continued listening to that. What app can't you live without? I, I hate to say it, but in, Instagram probably. <laughs> You're not the only one. You're not the only no, one. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Talking about Instagram, what's your favourite account to follow on Instagram? I love the um, comedian Joe Lysett. Um, he, his content is always just brilliant. Um, and there's a guy called Jimmy Darts who's on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen any of his videos. No, I've heard of the name. Why do I know the name? He's got millions of followers, but he basically like, gives money to people yes. and like read it. oh my gosh I'm always I always cry at his <laughs> like they're just it's so beautiful and your favorite things to do on a weekend currently two shows <laughs> <laughs> um, but no when I'm not when I'm not working a perfect weekend would literally just be like brunch with friends and coffee and walks in the sun and dinner and then maybe even go and watch a show that would be really nice well i can't wait for you to be doing two shows on a weekend yeah. here in dublin because waitress the musical yeah. as i said this is one of the ones that i've been counting down for this year it is playing the board gosh energy theater from the 7th to the 18th of june and you can see evelyn hoskins as jenna's friend dawn evelyn thank you so much for joining us thank you thanks for having me this is the bellissimo files exclusive to spin a new series that is coming to Disney Plus is Pistol. It's a six-episode limited series about a rock and roll revolution that's based on the Sex Pistols. They're a band. It is all about how they revolutionised um, punk and rock in the UK and world over. It premieres on Disney Plus on the 31st of May. It has an all-star cast, including Maisie Williams and to I keep wanting to say Toby. It's Thomas Sangster Bro... No, I get his name wrong. Aoife, I get his name wrong all the time. It's Thomas Brody Sangster, and he has been acting for such a long time. But when I mentioned his name to you and he's done so many things, what's the first thing you said to me? He's the kid from Love Actually. <laughs> After all these years. Yeah. He is the kid from Love Actually, but you're going to see him in a different light <laughs> in this. He plays Malcolm McLaren and Maisie Williams plays Jordan. Let's hear what they have to say about the series. Maisie and Thomas, how's it going? Great. Very good, thank yeah, you. really good, thank you. Thomas, the Sex Pistols were about anarchy and chaos, so this set was never going to be a quiet set and your performances were always going to have to be OTT. Is it true that you were thinking during this, during all the mayhem, oh my gosh, are we actually going to nail this? Are we going to get it right? 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like that's when being outside of your comfort zone, not knowing whether or not you're going to pull something off, that's, I think, a very special place to be for an actor. Thomas, how does it feel when you actually get to see this? You all did. The cast got to see this on the big screen. Was there a massive sigh of relief? And what was the after party like? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a shame that a lot of people aren't going to get to see it on the big screen because it does lend itself very well, especially with all the music. Mm. And it's stunning. Um, Yeah, no, and it's really pretty. You know, our our cinematographer did a great job. But it's lovely to see it up there doing its thing, you know, being shown in front of an audience and and hearing how they where they laugh where they where they cry what the, what they think of it and and watching it with my peers you know the people that we all kind of group together to make this thing um, it's a it's always a proud moment um, it's like a little baby you're letting into the world and <laughs> off it goes and hope it does well Macy you were saying when you were dressed as Jordan every single day walking on set I turned heads how did that feel hugely empowering. Jordan has uh, such a confidence about her and it's overwhelming. And I just, I didn't know how I was ever going to pull that off. And to be honest with you, it was all in the hair and makeup and costumes that um, the team pulled together for me. Uh, And I I did, I felt hugely confident and um, secure within myself. And I think as an actor, that's like, you know, it's a rare position to be in. Um, But for Jordan, it, it really, it really worked. Thomas, I I think one of the reasons why this um, series really works is because of the chemistry you all have together. I know you're acting, but it just feels so real. Were you guys hanging out offset to make that happen? We shot this at the height of COVID. um, And so it was was the first time that people had seen one another and got to hang out with one another. Um, And so we felt very lucky to get to see other people. Um, but it also meant that we were, um, well, this happens on a film set anyway, you get very cliquey, you become a little family. Mm. Um, but even more so on this one. Um, well, I mean, A, because actually everyone is very nice. Um, they're, they're very good at what they do, so they're talented, um, which makes it really fun to act opposite them because you trust in them and you can bounce with them. But they're also like good fun and nice people. Mm. Um, but on top of that, we were kind of, we were in our own bubble yeah and those are those are the people we were all hanging out with um and then on top of that you had night shoots where no one else is awake so you know afterwards you'd we'd have we'd have drinks in the makeup trailer um most nights and just hang out and unwind you know, it takes a little while to unwind and come down especially if you're doing high energy high octane stuff you take your wig off and you and you're still kind of buzzing even though you're knackered so um yeah we, we hung around a lot Yeah, because I was going to say, people who have everyday jobs go to work and it takes us a little little while to unwind. But how do you unwind when you, the filming is so intense? What do you do to make sure you can just disconnect and be ready for tomorrow? Yeah, hot shower. Really, like, scalding hot. (laughs) Scalding hot shower. Because I felt like every day when I came back, I'd been smoking fake cigarettes and drinking fake beer and dancing, and my feet hurt from my high heels. And I would walk back, and we would do sort of like a split day, so it would be midnight or something, and I just, I felt like I was doing, like, the walk of shame or something, going back to my house, like, all just residue of my makeup on my face. And so for me, it really just, I needed to, like, compare completely reset my my body and that you know was a was a hot shower and 
yeah, a dark room. This is all about being, especially the first episode, is all about being seen. You know, it was a generation of young people who felt they weren't being seen. Mm. For both of you, you've been seen by the public from such a very young age. Has there ever been a moment, Thomas, where you're just like, I love what I do, but I wish I could just be unseen for a little bit? Yes, but also, I mean, an audience doesn't truly see me. There's a not. There's a lot that is that is personal to me that I don't put into my acting work, um, and so I reserve that for only my friends and family, my people who are close to me, and and my day to day life is quite a quiet one, really, quite simple in a lot of ways. So I, I take solace in the fact that, that I'm not, you know, fully exposed to the world. Uh, what's bizarre is that the people think that that is me. And so they think that they, you know, know me or have a huge insight into me, which is not actually the case. But I understand why they might think that, yeah. especially as they've seen me grown up, grow up, you know, over the years. And, you know, as, you know, there is you know, a certain element of truth to that, but I don't feel overexposed. I, I have felt that in the past and just uh, created mechanisms in order to deal with that so that I can continue doing the thing that I do really love to do whilst also, you know, protecting my soul, you know, my essence of who I am. I'm glad you two are figuring that out and what you continue to do is take risks in your career and we see those risks and really appreciate them. Can't wait to see what you guys are doing next. Thank you. Thank you very much. You can catch Maisie and Tom and everyone else in Pistol, a six-episode limited series on Disney Plus from the 31st of May. Joining me in studio now is producer Aoife with a whole heap of things we missed. But before we talk about that, that Aoife, you wanted to talk about Waitress the Musical because we had Evelyn Hoskins on talking about it a little earlier I on. know. I was fangirling a little bit that we had her on the show because I am beyond obsessed with this musical. I've been to see it in London and I have bought tickets to see it again in Dublin. If you haven't seen it, I cannot recommend that you go and watch this musical enough. It is so funny. I've never been to a show where the actors on stage have to stop and wait for the crowd to stop laughing so they can continue the play. (laughs) It's amazing. I cannot wait to see this. And as I was saying a little earlier on, our friends at the Board Gosh Energy Theatre gave us a pair of tickets to opening night. Um, Congratulations to Danny Rock. You and a mate going along to see it. Aoife and I will see you there that night yes, too. Yes, you're going to have a ball. I cannot wait. But listen, there's other big news. Oh, and if you're wondering when it's running, it's running from the 7th to the 18th of I wanted to say May, but we're into I know, June already. Into June. So the 7th to the 18th <laughs> of June is when you can catch a Waitress the Musical. But listen, massive news when it comes to Barbie. I know. Barbie is hitting the headlines a lot lately with the new movie and now they've just announced that they're going to be bringing out their first ever trans Barbie which I love this idea. I love who it's based on. I know. So if you are a fan of Orange is the New Black or many other shows that Laverne Cox um, was in, you'll be delighted to hear that the new Barbie is going to be based off of her. I cannot wait to see that on on the It's a really, really big step for Barbie, which I'm delighted to see. And as we all know, representation is what hugely matters. So for young kids to be able to see transgender Barbie, I think is a really great thing. So yeah, delighted for Laverne Cox as well. She's so excited about it. Um, something else that people are excited about. Tell me about first dates. Oh, well, summer is around, Serena, which means everybody is getting back on the dating thing. We've got Love Island. First dates is yeah. coming back. Every like Summer is the time to go and put yourself out there if you are single. And if you are getting a bit fed up of the apps, if you're absolutely sick of swiping away, first dates are looking for new contestants. Okay, so how do you enter this? 
so it's just an application form online but I think it's a really lovely way to meet someone because yeah. I have to say this show is my absolute guilty pleasure I love it and it's very it's very natural for a dating show I feel like they don't force people into things too much yeah. even the cameras they're all hidden cameras so you don't have cameras in your face the whole time and they're really good at matching up people together like they're really good at finding people with similar interests and you have Matteo Matteo and yeah. then you have the barman you have the waiters and waitresses and yeah. everyone actually really wants it to work so but I have to say Aoife I always always oh I'm sorry this isn't selling <laughs> I hated first dates I always just wanted to get to like not the show the actual, actual first, first date, date. Yeah. yeah i just wanted to get to the third date you know when you're just that little bit more comfortable yeah. and stuff the thought of being on tv I with know. my first date yeah i would i don't know could you maybe do you do have to take away the element of the pressure of an actual first date to do yeah. it like maybe you have to think of it is i'm doing this odd thing and if something comes out of it great yeah but i just think like anytime you watch it the people are just having such good crack together yeah. and even if they the irish one particularly even if they don't tend to like each other at the end it's always just a really lovely experience like it's never too cringe it's just a good laugh and yeah i think if you're single get on it yeah because <laughs> it's also one of those reality tv shows where you're not applauded for being bad. You know, in yeah. some of the, the reality TV shows, it's all about, oh, how nasty yeah. can you be? It's and just my, nice. My favourite part of it is when they do their little bit where they go to the bathroom oh, and yeah. take a break and yeah. they ring someone and they're they're being recorded ringing them, being like, oh, I think he's lovely. I really like his <laughs> accent or whatever they're saying, or it could be the opposite. But yeah, I just think it's a great show, a bit of fun. And I actually know someone who did it last year and he oh, said it was such a good experience. He loved it. Okay, so yeah. if you're looking for love... Just give it a go. Nothing yeah. to lose. It's the year. I feel like this is the year we're all back out in the world properly. Yeah. So go and enjoy it and get yourself on first dates. Yeah, now we are all back in the world properly, aren't I we? I know, Serena. My favourite bit of the news, of news from this week has been you have finally been reunited with your parents. I know. I've been an emotional mess. It's been five years, one month and one day. Oh, my God. And yesterday. And they're here. They're, they're in here. Ireland. They're already at um, GAS training. <laughs> Got them straight yeah. in. So if you're in Bushy Park, come up and say hi to them. Um, yeah, it was just... I, I, I'll tell you this. So we've been counting down. It's been really exciting. Aoife, we almost missed them. <laughs> we, we're, we're running to the gates and... Um, they're walking out towards us. So oh, there was no. a, like, I was looking forward to all that anticipation. The big you know, when the gates open, will it be them? Will it be them? There was no time for that. They were just walking by you in terminal. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was literally walking out. And there they are. So, yeah, look. You know, it's probably better because you probably would have been a blubber and mess if you had time to, to really, like, build it up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think, can we do check ins over the summer to see how the, the Aussies are getting on in Ireland? I'd like to see what they're we making can, of because, our Irish summer. Well, th- well their, first, their first thing was when they walked through customs. They were just like, you know, they come from Australia, so Border Patrol, they were waiting for... Oh. Dad brought all... <laughs> Mum and Dad have, have brought all these Tim Tams and Minties and gluten-free stuff that you can only get in Australia. And he's like, I was petrified they were waiting that they were going like, to stop me. Abroad. Yeah, and it's like, nobody <laughs> asked me about all the food I have with me. So, yes, we will be giving insights from an Australian over the summer. I, I, I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> yeah, well, Eva, thank you for that. This is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin. Someone else is having a ball is Miles Teller. Dee and I were talking about... We're going to have to explain what that was. That, that was, was a very <laughs> squeaky chair. We both just looked at each other in shock. 
<laughs> that wasn't anyone in the studio. It was a very, very squeaky, squeaky chair. chair. And Aoife may be trying to make <laughs> Top Gun sound effects for us. <laughs> because it is all about Top Gun Maverick. Dee and I reviewed it a little earlier on in the show. And yes, we fangirled about it. As I've been saying from the very beginning when I first saw this film, if you see it, please do see it on the biggest screen possible. Co-starring alongside Tom Cruise in this film is Miles Teller. He plays Goose's son, Rooster. I got to catch up with him a couple of weeks ago. Miles, Hi. thank you for bringing this back. This is amazing. How does it feel for you to hand this over to the world finally? I know. It's been, I mean, we finished this movie three years ago. We started it, started it four years ago. So I'm just really excited for the fans. I don't think I really understood how big uh, the, the fan base is and how... I mean, Thomas said people have been asking him to make a sequel to this movie since, you know, 1986. They said, when are you making another one? And so to be a part of it and to know that we we really did a good job with it, I'm just excited for people to see it. You've had a successful career, so you're used to big movies, big films, but something like this, like, what has this experience been like for you? Not the filming part, but the thing that comes next, like, seeing Tom Cruise land on uh, is it carrier, a hang- yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, going around the world with it, what has that been like for you? Well, it's certainly, I mean, doing a press tour with Tom, as <laughs> there's there's no other actor that, that creates that kind of fanfare. He's just purely, he's been entertaining audiences for, for such a long time, and and so to be able to kind of do a bit of a world tour with him is, I mean, yeah, I'll never be a part of something like this again. It's been really, really special. How do you react when you find out that Tom Cruise has personally handpicked you for such a classic franchise? Well, it's now franchise because there's two films. Right. And it's not even just for a small part. It's for Goose's son. I know. What's going through your mind? Well, I was, I was very, you know, it's, it's humbling. You're also... Yeah, I think I think you're you're proud that you've put yourself in a position for for Tom to to even know who you are, to kind of put yourself on his radar, and to to be in his orbit is and to share the screen with him is you know is, is really is really it's been incredible. But I, I, I certainly was nervous. I had a healthy amount of I think nerves kind of going into it. But Tom is he's very um, you know disarming in that way. He he just puts everybody at ease because it's all about it's all about the work. On the first day. Maverick turns around and says to the students, try not to get too tired on the first day. How were you not exhausted by the time you did get to the first day of actually filming? Because have you ever done any training like this? No, I haven't. I mean, I've, I've played a, you know, I've played a boxer and they cutting weight and that, you know, and wrestlers do it as well. And that that's really grueling. But this, I think the scope of it and the longevity of it. I mean, this was about four months of, of prep flying and then, you know, however many months, it, it was about a year of, of our lives that we were 100% dedicated to Top Gun. So I had never done anything that long. So when you look back at this experience, how are you going to look back on it? I'm just really proud of what we were able to accomplish because the studio, I don't think anybody thought that this was possible to be able to get this kind of to be able to train civilians and actors and be able to get them comfortable in a fighter jet and also to be able to have the cameras that could handle it and for the technology to advance to a point where we could deliver a film on this scale um you know look we're not tom cruise we don't train like this all the time <laughs> but for a year we you know we did thank you for doing it because i haven't stopped smiling since uh, i've watched this yeah. so thank you for bringing thank it you. back appreciate it thank Top Gun Maverick is in cinemas now. As I said, catch it on the biggest screen you can. Let's go. Get that new, new, new.
This is a new music spotlight. On the Bellissimo Files. On the Bellissimo Files. Aoife's back and as she has been doing for ages, she has great music. Like it just keeps getting better and it better. It keeps getting week. better and better. And I've so much Irish music, which is just always my favourite thing. Yeah. As I said, I feel like it's sort of turning into an Irish music segment. But look. And there's nothing, nothing wrong, with, wrong that. with that. Exactly. <laughs> We're loving it. Uh, I am really, really excited about this track, Serena. I think you're going to love it because I know Lato, I believe is how you pronounce this artist's yeah. name. We love Lato's big energy track with Mariah Carey. Now she's teamed up with Anne Marie, and this is called "I Just Called." Wait till you hear this. By the time you get this voicemail, you'll be blocked. But don't bother. One thing about me, I'ma drop them quicker than bad service. Next caller, boy, I'm you could see Serena's face right now. <laughs> because I saw the name and went, there is no way she's sampling Lionel Richie. Yeah, it's happened. It's so good. I know. And usually I, I've said this many times on this show before, I am very fussy when it comes to people remaking or sampling really old classic songs. Yeah. But they're doing a really good job of it lately that I can't hate it. Like, it's so good. And I just love um, Lato's, like, kind of rap style. is really, really catchy. Love Anne-Marie. It's a total earworm. I am loving that. And any other uh, any other week I've gone, please, please, please. But I'm loving this other song you're I know. Look, Brooke may have gone home in the semi-final of the Eurovision, but we cannot get enough of her. And I'm so glad she's a new track out. This is called Tongues. We can speak in songs, songs. I was just saying to you off air, Aoife, that is so polished. And I don't yeah. mean that in a condescending way. It's, no, it it's is. It's just up there, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really, really, really good track. I am loving it. I also kind of love that it's a little bit more chill than That's Rich. Like, it's a bit more... Yeah. I don't know what, what I'm trying to say. No, I get but, you. It's not as full... Not that That Rich was full on, but it's not as in your face yeah. as that ri- yeah. That's Rich. But you know what? I'd actually love to see her live. Yeah. Haven't heard now her second track, and I, I believe she's an EP as well on the way, which hopefully we might get to talk to her about in a couple of weeks' time. I would love to see her live. I think she'd be incredible. She'll put on a great show. Yeah. So those are both up for your Bellissimo Files track of the week. Head over to Instagram at official spin one three and you can get in your last minute vote. And why do you do that? Here's another Irish artist. <laughs> Denise Chyla has teamed up with Ed Sheeran on Two Step. This is incredible. <laughs> All these expectations of what I should be. See, see, there's so many threads that I can't see me. Even when I'm struggling, I boost my enemies so much they feel they owe me something. Shatter pains like ceilings even when I barely function. It's what holla, but my hollow got my two steps. So the beat's the only thing I have to follow. Two step with a woman I I was excited <laughs> when um, Denise was announced as a support and opening act. And now, Ed, this is the thing about Ed Sheeran. 
he looks after those he brings in. He loves in. to pick up new talent, yep. yeah, definitely. Yep. I'm just a little bit sad that this didn't come about before the tour and that we didn't get to see them perform it live in Crow Park. That would have been phenomenal. Yeah, but look, yeah. I think he was all about doing his thing. Yeah. And I, I love this. Yeah, and, and then he said it's been an absolute dream come true for us, which you can't really believe it, which, in fairness, imagine getting to work oh with Ed Sheeran. That's so big, and I hope it really is the start of something huge for her. But deserved as well. Because yes, she has been working so hard at producing some great tracks. Yeah, and she has a very unique sound too that yeah. I think people will really catch on to. So yeah, absolutely loving that. As we do this every single week, Aoife. What have you brought us this week? This track is kind of a little bit of a combination of everything we've just spoke about. It's an Irish artist. It's a sample of an old song. It's the new one from Shane Codd and it's called Rather Be Alone. I was not expecting that. That I, is phenomenal. I love this segment, but my favourite part of this segment is getting to see your face <laughs> when I don't tell you what's going to be in a song. And it's the best thing ever. I think we need to get cameras on this segment because it's so good. Oh, well, that song, my friend and I do dance-offs. And we, that, I know it's really weird, but we start the party off with a dance-off. Yeah. And that's the one that Peter P and I always come into and then we get other people to join us. It's such By an anthem. Way, we're not great dancers. Yeah. <laughs> It's that a very, brilliant. it's such an anthem and I can imagine us all screaming that in clubs over the summer. So yeah, loving that new one from Shane Codd called Rather Be Alone. And he's going to be everywhere over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, that is not our single of the week. So happy you voted this one. I'm delighted to be hearing more of Brooke. This is the new one from her called Tongues on the Bellissimo Files. Your love takes me We're loving that and so are you. You voted that. You Belissa My Files Single of the Week. It is a new one from our Eurovision winner, Brooke yes. Tongues. And if you want to catch more new music, make sure you head over to spin1.com or our app and you can catch the Fresh Hits playlist over there. And if you miss anything from this week's show, you know what to do. All the videos are up on our website now, spin1038.com. Next week, more Stranger Things and Baz Luhrmann. Oh my God, <laughs> I love him. Up next though, it's Ashling. Catch you next week. Bye. This is the Bellissimo Files. Exclusive to Spin.